One Percenters, welcome back. Coach Tommy here at 1424 Training, where the goal is to take 14 minutes, 24 seconds, or 1% of your day to get better. For those who are new to this channel, I'm an educational psychologist who gave up the classroom and office setting for a weight room and basketball court. I went from writing 30-page IEPs to teaching squats and jump shots. This show is focused on improving our lives using lessons I've learned from clients in the gym and players on the hardwood. It's time to train your brain. In today's podcast, I'll fill you in on what's been going on the past couple weeks, why I missed two weeks of podcast. I want to talk about going from a uh, losing culture to a winning culture and now a complacent culture. What I'm doing to fight that, all that and more on this week's episode. All right, so the last time I talked to you guys, the team was 2-0, and and it's been a few weeks since I have did a podcast, and in that time I got sick, there was the holidays, and then I lost my voice, so it was really hard to get around to making a podcast. I just didn't have the energy for it, and I didn't have the voice for it. So since going 2-0, and the team is now 9-0, and undefeated, and what started as a losing culture, a losing team, a team that had no wins. We went hot out of the gates, 2-0, and then 3-0, 4-0, 5-0, and then the guys are getting excited. And then we've pushed this to 9-0, winning a tournament in the process. And over the past couple weeks, the attitude has clearly changed. They are now a little bit cocky. They think they can just show up and win. And I hate that. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. So even after winning games, uh, I had to practice. After winning games, I still lecture the guys, tell them what was bad, what was, what were some things that I didn't like. And after some wins, if they it was a good win, then I would congratulate them. But the behavior is definitely changing. These guys know they're good now and that we can beat pretty much any team if we're doing what we should be doing. With that said practice gets a little boring because it is repetitive and with repetition comes boredom and with boredom comes goofing off and so when the players are goofing off I don't like it and I know it's a part of coaching they're gonna get bored of the same old drills and they're gonna get annoyed that I catch him not touching the line and that I'm making them run or doing lunges or push-ups and stuff like that and so they're gonna start to rebel a little bit and they're going to get complacent. Their runs are going to be a little bit slower. Their sprints aren't going to be as fast because now they know that, you know, they have what it takes to win. And I don't want to breed that kind of environment. So over the past couple of weeks, they shifted from losers to winners to now kind of complacent, cocky, cool guy. And so a few things that I've done in practice to keep things interesting keep them from being bored out of their minds. I have white and green usually in practice. And before all the green would be all the starters and all the white would be the subs, the second strings and the third strings. And they've always tried to match it up because they always think that I'm doing a five on five drill or something like that. And they want all the best players on green and versus the white players on the other team. And green kept on winning and green kept on winning. And So one day I made green versus white and then I made it something like a uh, 
leadership or a communication type drill that they have never done before. Something like I'll have them stand on the baseline so they think they're about to run a suicide and then I'll say something really quick, give them a short burst of information just to make sure that they are listening. Something like you have to get to the other end of the floor and uh, keep in mind they're in groups of like three right now. So they're in groups of three and I say get on the baseline so they think they're running and then I say you have to get across the court like the floor is lava and only four feet can touch the floor. And I say it really fast. So get across the floor, four feet can touch the floor. Ready, set, go. I say it really fast and they're like, what? Huh, huh, huh. And then they, they kind of brainstorm and they have to talk a little bit and they think. And then one group just throws a guy on his back and both of them are carrying him. And then they make it to the other side. And then I make all the other losers do push-ups or, you know, some sit-ups or something like that as a, cause they lost. And they're like, oh my God, oh my God, I didn't hear, I didn't hear. So the next time on the way back, I'll say something like, now they're all at attention and they understand what we're doing. And then I'll say something like, four feet, two hands, and then go. And then so they'll wheelbarrow a guy and and two guys will hold one leg or one guy will hold the leg and then they'll race the other way. And and it's starting to get loud and rowdy and they're, they're having a little fun. And then... So now that I have them thinking and then a third time going back, they're in in groups of three, losers had to do push-ups or sit-ups or whatever. And so the third time going back, I say something like three feet only and I say go and they're not thinking or they're just thinking to race and win. And so they're trying to hold the guy like they did the other way and they're trying to do it like one foot and one guy's walking while holding the other guy. And so they're having a hard time figuring it out and they're falling and I'm making, I'm making them reset and go back to the baseline and, and do it again if they're cheating. And one team does it slowly. So they're carrying one guy is hopping, holding the other guy while the other guy is carrying both the feet. And they slowly make it across to the other end of the court. And so when all the players make it to the other end of the court, I say, hey, guys, that was pretty good, but there's probably a better way. And they're like, what, what, huh? And I show them why, I was, and I just show them why didn't you all just hop on one leg and get across the court? And they're like, "Oh, so that was kind of a big hit for the uh, the guys to develop some teamwork and bonding and, and a little bit of leadership and, and creative thinking." Um, so I'll do things like that to get the boredom out of there and to help build some leadership. And since they're normally always paired or grouped up with the same guys, they're grouped up differently and it, it forces them to interact with the other guys. Some, you know, they might not like or might not hang out with them that much. So that's one of the things that I did to uh, fight complacency. There was another thing that I do is uh, when I have shooting drills, so I'll split again, green and white, and they'll shoot, let's say three pointers and it's first team to 10. So let's say green wins. And right after they win, you know, losers got to do push-ups or something. I'll have the white team, I'll suggest, hey, I'll propose a trade. I'll pick one of the players on the white team. I'll say, hey, white, do you want to trade one of your players for one on the green? And sure enough, they're going to trade one of their worst shooters and grab up one of the best shooters. And not only does that make it more fair, but it also makes the person choose who they're trading 
it puts them in a leadership role and it puts them in a, in a position where they can make enemies and make friends. So sure enough, they'll trade one player and that person that got traded from the uh, winning team or the losing team, they'll get really mad at the other team and then there'll be a little bit of extra competition. And then they'll shoot again. And then let's say this time the green team, I mean, the white team wins. And then I'll offer up the same deal to the green team. I was like, hey, green, do you want to trade one of your players for one of the players on the white? And sure enough, they'll trade again. But this time I'll offer a different person and they'll do it again and they'll do it again. And it builds up a weird dynamic in a good way, a weird dynamic in a good way, because you get to see who likes to choose who doesn't want to choose, who wants to be a leader, who's okay with um, being traded, who doesn't like being traded, who gets offended, who doesn't get offended. You get to see your players in very, very different light and you get to see what happens in competition when they get traded. Do they instantly say, oh yeah, I'm on the green team now, we're going to kick your butt. Or when they get traded, they're going to be like, oh, I see how it is now, I see how it is, well, screw you, blah, blah, blah. So you get a very good dynamic and you get to evaluate your players on terms of in terms of leadership and how they respond to adverse situations. It's not really like I care who wins green versus white, but in the middle of the shooting competition, you can see with the proposed trades who's okay with being a leader, who's okay being stepped out in front, who's okay making those tough decisions and who doesn't want to, you know, offend anybody. And my goal as their coach is to build leaders. So I want to build leaders and I'm going to build leaders. So the more opportunities that I give players to make decisions, to think on their own, to critically critically think and how to work together, they're going to develop better decision-making skills and become better leaders. So those are two of the things that I do with, uh, with my guys to help keep the complacency uh, away. Another easy thing that I do that you might want to try if you're a coach or or training some players is I have my wings and bigs switch roles for, you know, uh, a drill or two. So the bigs will bring, be bringing up the ball and the, the little guys will be the ones setting the screens and and rolling to the rim and getting all the rebounds and stuff like that. Um, They normally don't like that. And it looks very sloppy when that happens, but if your goal is to develop players and smart players to learn every position, then you'll sacrifice the sloppiness and the ugliness a little bit to get your players experienced in different roles and positions. So that's another good way. Let me know what you guys think about these three methods, uh, these three methods that I use to fight complacency amongst my guys. Uh, let me know if you guys use anything like this or use something similar or have any feedback. Um, I'd love to know and love to hear from you. One Percenters, thanks again for listening and getting a little bit better with me today. I hope you got something useful out of it. You can leave me a message on Instagram at Coach T Lamb. Let me know if you liked or didn't like this show. Um, I'm improving a little bit each time, so any feedback would be good, and I'm open to hearing it. Thanks again, and I'll talk with you guys next week.